0: Mighty Sense is tingling.
1: Gorilla really Big Show. He's
2: the host that quickly is becoming the number one executive producer of the Adirondacks. He's Slim, and this is your paper keg program.
1: Episode 224 Welcome to the show Paperkeg.com Three friends That talk about comic books We get together every week and We do a book club together We're going back to Peter Parker But in a different way you know, He's got these enemies These superior foes of Spider-Man. Next thing you clap. Next thing you clap. Next thing you clap for them killers. Give it up for them gangsters. And then we'll read your letters live to close out the show. Letters at paperceg.com you know, there's three hosts of this show, if you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. We've got some street cred on this show. You know, there's a bunch of comics podcasts out there. Let's face facts, they sound like junk. They're using their Apple earbuds to record the show. Get out of here. Stink. We've got a actual writer on this show. He's using a real mic. He just got a new iMac. He's wheeled it into his den. I don't know what kind of setup he's got over there. I wish we had a photograph of it. He's uh, he's ready and raring to go. He's all hopped up on chai tea. He is, look at him, he's like drooling on that microphone waiting for me to stop talking. Jonesy loves beer. Welcome.
2: Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you sound so much sweeter On this not seven-year-old last leg MacBook that was barely, like it would go click, 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 click Because it didn't have something called a solid state hard drive, which I learned all about this past weekend So I'm here, solid state, I'm solid for you, for the people, published writer, on Patreon, getting one to two likes a week
1: I'm here, let's do it Feel like welcome to the show. First of all, I feel like those Patreon newsletters just get smaller and smaller each week. To our and hotter, and hotter, and hotter. Shorter, less words, and hotter per week. We'll have to get the uh, the show analyst on that. Temperature wise, they are going way up. I actually was just imagining because everyone knows maybe that we were in Baltimore Comic Con and Jonesy broke his phone. We had to go to the Apple store. <laughs> And I was just trying to imagine Jonesy in full-on ham mode, getting a laptop <laughs> attempted replacement, and then buying a new iMac.
0: Yeah, can you just picture him at the Apple Store, like dropping names of people, random people he knows, hoping that they would catch you on to <laughs> one of
1: the names? Right, Willow Grove. Right. People that live in Willow Grove. You know, the some some dude that might be at Tanelli's right now. Best the piece cop in the traller. universe. At the uh, Montgomery County state comptroller, com- yeah, state comptroller. Right. Oh my god! I know he's
0: just in here. The uh, couple weeks ago, you know, I just figured you. Yeah, know. come on, babe.
1: We have all been there with Junzi. We have I mean, another... That guy is
2: such a snake. I wish he was dead. Right.
1: <laughs> we have one final living host. He is the VP of merch. You know, he put together a successful T-shirt campaign, successful sticker campaign. And now, finally successful patreon campaign. Mm-hmm. welcome to the show Dale yeah please. i
0: mean, if if there was one key one keyword that would sort of ring out to describe all that, it would be uh, impetus slim Jones
2: mm-hmm. it, you know
1: yeah
2: i um that that very word just gets me aroused with emotion, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I just you were so emotional that you were just like picking some sort of flaky lip chap. Off of your <laughs> lip, like a chap lip kind of thing happening <laughs> over there. You kept actually, you spent some, several it seconds some kind of hair it.
2: on my microphone
1: <laughs> and I couldn't quite get it out of my, <laughs> my lip God. crack. Professional writer, professional <laughs> podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain to the people listening to this show about the hair or piece of dead skin that I'm pulling <laughs> off of this microphone.
2: Nowhere else are you going to get this type of oh honesty. My. Brutal honesty. You know, Dale, you know what the people ask me, Dale? <laughs> when are the paper keg hoodies coming? Oh, man, we need some paper keg what hoodies is the hoodies this hitch?
0: winter. Winter is coming, and we need some sort of design. We need to get a pass-through mm-hmm. uh, Slim's Quality Assurance, which means the hoodie will be paper-thin and and drape <laughs> and it will only look good on yeah, toddlers it will, because it'll be so it tight. would only drape you know on the likes of a, a chris martin or maybe a robert downey jr type body style
1: yeah i'll listen you know i don't like thick hoodies i don't like thick t-shirts i don't like that that uh I don't know what fabric that is. You like gauze. Was. You like gauzy things. I like mm. thin, you know, pliable. Mm-hmm. I like it to be movable. Man. You know, I like to feel it in between my fingers. I you would never wear soft. like a card hard jacket. That would just be too thick for you, right? I don't even know what that is. It it sounds hit? like it's made out of cardboard. Well, why would I wear that? Yeah, yeah. for warmth. You know. Oh
0: no, yeah, it's it's. I, oh hey, different different strokes.
1: Listen, if I get if we go to the paper keg you know, meeting room, the situation room, the paper war room, and we put it to a vote between Dale and I, because we'd be <laughs> the voting members of this show. And then if I get outvoted, then we do, uh, you know, the hoodies and the thick fabric that I hate.
2: You know, I only have B-class voting shares of paper gig. You guys have all the a- A-class stock.
1: I think Adnan Amidity might have a v- voting share mm-hmm. in this podcast. <laughs>
2: Uh You know, maybe someday I can save up enough to convert to Class A, but let's not get our hopes
1: up, right, guys? Yeah, well, it's not market people struggling. with your with your stock knowledge, Jonesy. Right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, you're know, swinging uh, your man, stock D all over the place. Let's, um, Hit me in the right in the face.
0: Let's let's circle back around to this topic in two Christmases from now, after the second, after the next Christmas holiday, not the next one, but the next next one, twenty. 20-
2: so like January twenty eighteen. Yeah, let's we'll circle back, back around to, to,
1: to okay. Q, Q4, 2018? That kind of talk, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Well, tentatively, I think we set a date for the next round of t-shirts as Q1, 2016. Uh, Is that an accurate statement that we made, I think? I
0: think it's pretty accurate. I mean, after the, uh, the you know, my crazy Q3, your crazy Q3 slash 4, I mean, slash one January will be a prime time for
2: opening up discussions yeah. the yeah. No promises. Planning phase, Q2, execution. Ho- well, hopefully
1: by Q4, 2015, the as-yet-untitled at amenity podcast project will have launched, which was mm. a milestone on the Patreon. Sure. Hopefully that will have debid. And, you know, maybe by that point we'll be talking about nearing the flap, oh. making a return. <laughs> Woof. 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 That's right, Jonesy. Woof. Whoa. Yes, it's very
0: possible. I mean, it's all very possible by then.
1: Yeah, a lot of possibilities. Just a reminder book club this episode <laughs> The Superior Foes of Spider Man. Dale always cracks up when I do that. <laughs> I love it. Uh, radio topical. You know, it's like the call, what do they, they call that on radio stations? Like, just remind you're listening to 1045 FM. You know, every, like, station five minutes. Identification. Station identification. They have to say it, like, every 30 seconds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's my, it might be my favorite part of the show. I <laughs> you
1: creatively. You gotta keep people's attention, you know? They, maybe they're getting bored with these three yahoos yeah. for the first time. Maybe they're listening for the first time. They probably can't first even get
0: through, probably can't get through the first half of the show. They probably can't I know even what I'm saying. They probably the stopped at dead Lipskin. I well, was <laughs> like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, they're probably... It's, it's uh, been 10 minutes. They haven't talked about one comic yet. I'm turning this crap off and going to uh, the next on the list hopefully their audio is as good as this, these guys and they talk about yeah. comics too probably yeah, not they, they don't
1: they're gonna be talking about counts. they're gonna be talking about secret wars how they hate it how they hate everything about marvel just how f- comics f- are too f- expensive f- f-, how f f. they're tired of iron man or cap i don't give i don't know what continuity about. i don't know yeah. you seem to be pretty on the pulse i mean you can say not that know what they're talking about that's the pulse of comics for the past 10 years F F F F Secret Wars F Crisis. How about Marvel? No number one, new number ones have been starting up. Even though Secret Wars isn't over yet, have mm. you seen that? You guys see, you hearing this? You hear I for this? one could care less. Oh my word! You know, you, there's the, that's what I just said about the uh, comics podcast. Look, mm. you're, you're talking negative about F- it. F F F. it wasn't even negativity. I mean,
2: it doesn't hurt my feelings. They're in the business to make money and entertain. Why do people get so bent out about continuity? You
1: know what I mean, babe? Let's talk about been out of shape jonesy loves beer on twitter how i had to warn you about the star wars trailer coming out
2: and i and i made Nari a comment i said nothing
1: <laughs> i just
2: locked my phone put it back in my pocket what about my day hmm. like but made but with a mouth closed
1: audible sigh <laughs> but with his mouth closed at work <laughs> <laughs> like the internet took twitter from him that day <laughs> it did we oh, See, we finally cracking through.
2: Nope. No way. Someone else said that. <laughs> it, it did. Get out of here. Get out of here.
1: Out of here. Yeah,
0: this is it's, it's iMac ghost. <laughs> it's
1: the ghost of my I old Pro. I mean, MacBook what is Pro. the setup? You're in your den where you had your laptop on what I presume was a kind of like den kitchen table. Yeah. What's, mm-hmm. what, how is that iMac set up in that room? Because it doesn't look like an iMac room. I'm sorry, an iMac room? Like a room you would have oh, a desktop wow. computer with oh, a big
2: screen right. so set up. So how I do is I have that old liquor cabinet. So when I'm done, all the equipment and quitting the iMac goes to the liquor cabinet. <laughs> 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 so like one liquor cabinet might have scotch and the other liquor cabinet might have a computer. You just don't know in this house. The other one, yeah, one has a brand new iMac.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just a surprise, ready and waiting for the <laughs> alcoholic of choice.
0: So now it's uh, now that the moving the thing is involved, there's obviously a, a, no child approaching it, but no, probably no wife at this point. Nope. You probably okay. tell her, hands off,
1: she can't. Mm-hmm. There's probably like wires hanging mm-hmm. across that room like a spider web. Tempting. Well, that's why scenario. it all goes away. You're not going to have any more two weeks. You know what I mean? If there's a fire or something happening, that everyone in that house is dead mm-hmm. just from that IMAX setup.
2: Well, and, and also, I take the batteries out of the smoke alarms routinely. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, I mean, of course. there's really no chance. <laughs> no distractions. Rip the uh, top finder stickers
0: off the windows, the external windows, <laughs> that sort of thing.
1: Now, you know what people ask me when I'm on the streets wearing my paper keg shirt? Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, at Slim, what's the health update for Jonesy Loves Beer? We were at 360, 260 last time. Unfortunately, there was no weigh-in update to offer.
2: That's okay. I did weigh in this morning at 257. I'm still plus 1 from my least best weight. Mm-hmm. Uh some tummy rumbles definitely helped uh lose a couple pounds this week as I've been uh really quite uh bottom half of my bodily ill. So
1: <laughs>
2: Such bodily ill.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> I, that sentence just like <laughs> Screwed up my brain I don't know what I just heard <laughs> to, you know, come The on, words were the out of order you know But I got about. it <laughs> I think we spelled out for it Come on I mean if I didn't know any better The iMac was on the toilet And that's where Gen Z is right now In a bathroom uh, <laughs> You know Men's Of course Big show Superior foes of Spider-Man Nick Spencer Steve Lieber, mm. right around the corner. Stay tuned. Did we talk about how um, we saw Dale in in Pennsylvania last week? Have we recorded since
2: then? No, we have not recorded, and it was wonderful.
1: We all got together. A rare moment. Dale was in town on business, and we uh, we got together at a, at a local haunt. Spent some time. We got some zingers mm. from, from the bar. Probably some of the best boneless wings I've had. If I can be blunt. Wow. Even
2: better than the Pratt Street Ale House or comparable?
1: Oh, boy. You know, I forgot about Pratt Street. They're top three. Definitely. Wow. Pratt Street is really, sp- they're really spicy. They're hot. But I like that. I like it hot. My mm. wings. Oh, we know.
2: You. We know you do. Just wing form. Good time, though. Excellent time. And I'll tell you, those uh, those uh, Instagrams we were posting, phew, like out of control, likes they were higher, they were <laughs> hotter than those zingers. <laughs> I had to switch my phone off because the battery was getting too hot. Mm-hmm.
1: Because of the out of control Instagram, out
2: of control, like it was like 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 like, and then you're like, it's got to be done, but then like 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 like, in <I> w- that <ISTINCT> order.
0: I was so hat- pleasantly surprised to find out that I was it was a wedding rehearsal that evening in uh, their neck of the woods. Because for some reason, all the weddings I attend are in their neck of the woods, and I live in
1: deep South Jersey. Strange coincidence.
0: Um, Mm. But I was like, guys, we must seize this opportune, you know, and Jonesy's, he was there before I even finished typing out the sentence in my phone. Slim, you know, wanted a scout. He wanted some elf eyes on the menu to make sure there was wings available, and he showed up, you know and we had a, we had a great thursday evening it was a blast too, it didn't get too crazy the uh, the craziest part being that jonesy's phone had a an app with a direct direct connection to the bar's jukebox that mm. he promptly plugged his credit card info into and was controlling the jukebox from his bar stool like some sort of Hatfield and McCoy with some other rando in the bar with an app on their phone. If I could have found him, I
2: would have whacked him. They were Jonesy style.
0: was literally paying the extra one to three credits to play his song next.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, once you get a couple of Goose Island beers in me, I just uh, I'll pay whatever I want to hear Mark Morrison's Return of the Mac. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't even think Jonesy said two words to us while he was on that phone for about 15, 20 minutes programming all that music. He was was in some kind of like jukebox app trance. Listen, sacrifices were made. friends,
0: friendship sacrifices. He was lost in some
2: sort of zone. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear you complaining when TLC's creep came on. I heard (laughs) no complaints from your sector. I I, I just kept thinking about that. The shocking
0: video where you could see one of the members of TLC's under boob. Mm-hmm.
2: I was impressionable at the time. Chili what was her name. <laughs> no. Of course, T-Boz, Left Eye, and Chili, the members of TLC. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: TLC podcast. Welcome back to Paper K. <laughs> All right. Maybe we should get into the comic talk. It's been a little while. We'll get back to Chili, as mm-hmm. Jonesy eloquently referred to her as, mm-hmm. in the whitest voice ever. <laughs> Talking about Chili. TLC. Chili, I think her name was. <laughs> Along with T-Balls. Let's get into Superior Foes of Spider-Man. This is our book club for this week. We did the entire series. 17 issues. Three trades. Nick Spencer. And Morning Glory's fame. The guy's a star. Steve Lieber. Legend. Gen Z, what's this book about?
2: Listen. One line defines this book. And it's paint doom, like one of your French girls <laughs> this uh seventeen issue maxi 17. if you call it if you can call it that is a comic romp slash action adventure, and it focuses on the new sinister six, even though there's only five of them, a collection of one off third string supervillains and the shocker who are led by Boomerang, who is, I guess, a uh, analogous to DC's captain Boomerang. And they're out to be the most famous bad, a supervillains in the Marvel U. And each issue is like a comedy of errors narrated by Boomerang as he Double, triple, quadruple, quintuple tuple crosses everyone and basically throws at every crime movie trope to get us to one of the better endings of a series in the Marvel U. Uh, superior Foes of Spider-Man reminds me of the comic gold that was the DC series Hitman. Mm-hmm. I would put it in that caliber of satirical comic. Run, don't walk to your digital comic store and purchase Superior Foes
1: of Spider-Man. There's a lot of internet buzz around this book when it was out. But I don't know if it ever had the sales. It's really kind of a niche title, as mm-hmm. comics, you know, most super comic books are niche to begin with, and then to write a book it's only about the C list villains. And I think there there really isn't a superhero in the book i think they did pretty well with that like throughout the run i think hercules showed up superior spider-man was in like three pages
2: uh the only one i guess you consider was the mach 7 character
1: Mm.
2: who was only there as a plot device anyway
1: yeah and even he was you could maybe like d-list hero and he was treated Mm. as such in the book too.
2: Yeah, his, his uh, flagrant dismissal by Iron Man was uh, maybe some of my favorite scenes in the book. Dale, yeah, your thoughts. Superior, I mean, you brought this title to us a while ago in the round tables, I think. You know, loving it, chewing it. You know, what was your thoughts? It. What were your thoughts? Listen.
0: Nietzsche, Nietzsche is a probably a good word. To describe this book, it was is very uncharacteristic of uh, of other Marvel big big hero titles, which is cool because it had legs. It, they gave it 17 issues. I mean, I don't know if it, I'm sure Nick Spencer had enough in or more in it, or maybe he wanted to end it at 17 issues. I'm not really this sure of the story surrounding how it got how it ended, but. It, the only, I, I love the book, humor-wise. Um, the, the ending really made up for a lot, for, for like putting in the time to read it. Because the, the, the big thing was, it really felt like a 17-issue single-story arc, which could have been detrimental to maybe why the book didn't have an audience or maybe that's not what I'm exactly I'm trying to say but th- it very much spent a lot of time on one single plot story plot yeah. thread and that was and after 17 issues I feel like <clears throat> what we're going what we're going to talk about would be the same amount if we talked about a 6 issue story arc because the one plot thread just was the majority of this book, other than the the great single issues that you would get like plopped in the middle, it really was like a long con. You had to want to stick it out and be
2: with this to find out the resolution at the end and to your point, I don't think this was ever pitched out as a seventeen issue story, you know because you got to right. think that's a year and a half of storytelling. And I gotta think that they wanted this book to continue well past that point. But at the same time, I don't feel like the climax of the book was rushed at all. No. Because in my head, I was trying to figure it out, like, all right, so if they got canceled, there's no way they could wrap this up in one issue. So I don't know if maybe they knew a year in, hey, it's not selling, but we're gonna let you finish your story arc because it's so entertaining. Maybe that's the way it played out. I don't know. I liked it, though. I mean, I loved it. I, th- I thought it was hilarious. I thought the tongue-in-cheek representation of the Marvel characters was spot on. Uh, every time I see Dr. Doom, I fall in love with Dr. Doom. Oh, yeah. Uh, just maybe my favorite character in Marvel, you, who's not, like, a serious character. No, D- Doom is just incredible. He writes Doom perfectly. Uh, I think all the pop culture references in the, in the issues were spot on. I mean I laughed out I chuckled, I laughed out loud. And very rarely will bookmaker do that.
1: Yeah, the bits with um the new Beetle and like the comic shop doing that robbery. <laughs> yeah. you know, like she was she started to like get confused about which ones to steal and even yeah. she was like, This is too confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I love that. Bags and boards. Do you want bags and boards on these? I mean, do, do people bag and board comics? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't realize that the there would be a continuous threat out of all 17 issues like the stolen painting versus them trying to get silvermane's head mm-hmm. to be the new mob boss like i had no idea that there was always just one thing over every issue i, I that's that's the same
0: exact thing with me i didn't not that i kept you know upped on the solicitations of the book at all but i never realized like this was a single running thing I, it could have very well easily been single two or three issue story arcs
1: mm-hmm and i think the humor of the book you know nick spencer's obviously can write a really funny book but steve lieber i think is just as much an equal partner and i think they started to be credited as storytellers in the book because his timing in how to structure a page mm-hmm. with some of those bits were perfect especially with Silvermane and shocker and you know i can't remember was it who was I don't even remember the name of the guy that ran fast. It wasn't Speedster, was it?
2: It might have been Speedster. Oh, no, Speed, Speed Demon. De- Demon yeah. Speed
1: Demon. I actually have a one of the very first trades that I ever got as a kid was a Spider Man versus the Sinister Six. And it was that team of Blue Beetle, Speed Demon. Oh, cool. I think Hydro Man and Shocker. Uh, Scorp- Scorpion and Shocker, I think. Oh, were that's the team. Cool. So I remember I knew about these characters from ages back. So it was really nice to see them get a spotlight. And I remember Shocker just being like a total coward. That's like definitely part of his character for many years. (laughs) But I liked the Tombstone's daughter was the new beetle. And I liked how they started to do like the single issues Mm -hmm. of like explaining their backstory a little bit.
2: Yeah. I loved her as like the anti-She-Hulk. I would have loved her (laughs) to go. And the way she, uh, she tricks Daredevil in, uh, and so real quick, the in the issue of her origin, uh, she kind of knows that Matt Murdock is Daredevil. It's not quite outed yet. So she's trying to win this case. So she can't get him with all these tricks. So she just causes uh, like a ruckus in the courthouse. She hires somebody to just start shooting up the place. And he's such a goody two-shoes. He has to duck out of court and um, go fight it. So it causes like a mistrial so like it's just very clever storytelling and like super comedic. You're right about the the visualization of the of the jokes
0: slim. I thought that the the pacing and the way a lot of those things were executed were just so great and fitting for the book. I mean, the the majority of the jokes are 50 to 75% visual so us trying to describe any of them will not even they will pale in comparison by you reading the book and heartily chuckling out loud reading any of the jokes on the page
1: the um the one thing that i noticed about steve lieber's art were some of the panels that were like half the page they were kind of scratchy and i was wondering if he drew them if he drew almost every page at the same size and then kind of resized it for the needs of the page. And I'm wondering what his work process is like. Because some of like the full page or half page art felt like it was zoomed in. Or like it was created digitally and he kind of like expanded it or whatever. I thought that was like really interesting. Just kind of a weird aside. But a lot of the stuff too, like the cliffhanger issue endings with Shocker and Silvermane's head, were funny. Um, where Shocker reveals to Boomerang about how the punisher like interrupted one of their dinners that they were having at a restaurant and the punisher and boomerang uh like allegedly tussled and boomerang got the winning end but it was really chameleon in disguise to help out boomerang and shocker revealed this to boomerang and he's like "Yeah, it's cool you know i I trust you (laughs) and he like pats shocker on the back he's like yeah thanks man this is really nice of you and then like the last pad of that issue is a car him driving a car off a cliff and then they like x-ray into the <laughs> trunk and shocker is in the trunk <laughs> tied up. <laughs> there were so many
0: triple, double, triple, quadruple crosses in this book, and so like boomerang is not like until the the very end where you actually feel for the guy, none of the characters are very redeeming at all. Like it's cool how Nick Spencer is able to write these plots and this story and all of the v- villains be villains till the very end. Like, they're all slimy and they're all diming each other out and they're all like... and, and they, But meanwhile, to the, each other's faces, they talk about how they need to be a team and if they want to make it in this world as these small-time villains and they need to band up and, like, next thing you know, like, Hydro Man is over Shocker's house and sees the head of the Maja sitting there and then like the next thing you know he's like yeah that's cool i mean that's that's great that you got this head i think you should uh think about this and find out your next move and like he's like i'll be back i gotta use the bathroom and he like flushes himself down the toilet (laughs) so we could
1: like go
0: time out the shocker
1: immediately like (laughs) all the stories are about that and too when he first got there he didn't know the Silvermane's head was there but he he references something he's like hey man i just got back from you know, he mentions like some kind of AA, and I think Shocker was like his sponsor. He's like, you know, we talked about in the in the group that I can't be alone right now or something like that because he's like a recovering, you know, criminal.
0: Yeah, he's and like the- Wednesday nights is movie night, Thursday nights is
1: like, <laughs> uh, you yeah, know. I need structure in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and even the Silvermane, the Silvermane stuff. Who you know is they tell the story. He's essentially like a decapitated head that is alive due to machinery so he's just a head and shocker if you have the head of Silvermane, you're essentially the next mob boss so that's why they need to get the head and shocker discovers it and everyone thought it was kind of an urban legend so he's like hanging around with with silvermane's head and they're bickering back and forth in several issues and that, i think those that two those two were like one of my favorite parts of the book just silvermane and his yeah. interactions as just a head, and the comedic scenes of you know him making fun of shocker all the time because he's such a wimp. it was dynamite his i I probably laughed the loudest the
0: physical scenes with Silvermane like where they would show him like attacking somebody with a knife where it's just like a head flying through midair with a knife in his teeth like <laughs> it was, like it's so absurdly funny. I laughed so it's so great, it was so great.
1: Yeah, the bits with Silvermane were, I think Boomerang told the story about what happened to him. And he's like, you know, people say that this boy from the impound lot or the junkyard found the head. And they became best friends, and like you eventually do, find out that that was true. I I wanted to see like more of the kid and Silvermane. Like if they if they ever had the room for like an extra five pages in a book, I'd want the backups to be Silvermane and this kid, just to see what their relationship <laughs> oh, <yeah>. was like.
2: <laughs> that would be around great. around Silvermane on like a radio flyer wagon, yeah. talking about their day. Yeah, and
0: Silvermane like being protective, like a grandfather, a hard <laughs> grandfather with this kid, like love,
1: very loving. <clears throat> And then I, th- I felt like the ending of the book, it, which is obviously spoiler territory, but they have the head shocker eventually like joins up with the entire crew and they're like, okay, let's go deliver the head and we can run the town. We'll be the boss. And every member of the sinister six, this is like the the most perfect probably ending to this book. They all double cross each other. By the time they get to this meeting, they've all told someone else that they know that can yeah. help them become the mob boss in the end. Like Blue Beetle calls her dad. Uh, I think someone called the owl and um, Miss. What was the girl with the mask? I can't remember her name. It was oh, Miss Ms. Hydra. Was it Miss Hydra or M- Madame Hydra? No, Madame mask. mask. Madam Mask. Yeah. So they all they all came there, and then they all revealed that they all had someone double crossing them. And they're all like, "I can't believe you double. We all double cross each other at the same time." <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so perfect. And the, the whole time
0: like Boomerang is trying to get his love life in order and he's like courting this lady from Philadelphia who doesn't mind that he's a super villain and stuff, but he like totally like he was hunted down by this uh bullseye life model decoy. So that's like the like the big joke, like he was being he was able to be brought down by a life model decoy, not even bullseye himself. And he's like they're like tied up, him and this girl is like tied up talking to uh the owl and this life model decoy. is like, he's he's like trying to talk to eye He's like, you know what you really shouldn't do
2: is kill this girl <laughs> right here, like you did the last <laughs> one. Like, yeah, it, like, like implying he, he a, killed like a Daredevil. Yeah. Well, when they're running from Bullseye uh, in the streets, he like turns immediately to the cathedral from that issue of Daredevil. Yeah. And she's like, why are we going here? And he's like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. We'll go right in here. We'll be safe in here. <laughs> And he's like, you probably shouldn't set me up the way you do with that guy, Bullseye, or that guy, Daredevil, right? Right? Yeah, he's like, you probably shouldn't make me watch you kill her instead of kill
0: me. That would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And then the boomerang is like trying to explain his way out of something with the the rest of his teammates, and he starts basically explaining the plot of the Born Identity. <laughs> he's, oh,
1: like, yeah. he's like, you don't get
0: it. I was found in the ocean by this old man on a barge, and he started digging in my neck, and he found this identification number, <laughs> and Overdrive's like, that's the Born Identity. He's like, oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was amazing. He always had, like, a lie to, to get out of everything. Like, he's really a dirtball, and I think yeah. that was another thing I liked about the book. Like, these weren't, like, great guys. They're obviously dirtballs with, like, you know, maybe some good parts to them. Like, Boomerang, at every turn, just created a lie to get him out of trouble and just to save his own skin. And they were all hilarious, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he somehow managed to really get out of most of them. Yeah. That was the surprising part.
0: and And I thought that was so cool because Nick Spencer, he, like, kept up with it until the end. He wasn't, like... He didn't write a Sandman where this guy was doing it for his daughter to try to like support his daughter's life or anything. Like these were just genuine slimy people, and that's yeah. why they're villains, and that's why they can't even be trusted with each other. And I thought how he carried those characters through to the very end was just great, like great writing. Because I, I mean, not that I'm a creative or an art, a writer in any means, but just how he was able to sustain the book for 17 issues on that. Like when you're, you can't even root for the bet, the guy because he's just a terrible person. <laughs> like eventually, like I think a writer and a reader's inclination is to want to wanna root for somebody. Yeah. And you never, he never does that in this book, which is great.
1: And you could see like the next issue of Spider-Man, he could be fighting the shocker or Speed Demon, or Overdrive, or Boomerang, and they'd be a villain, and you'd be like, yeah, I, I understand this. Like, I still get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand why he's a villain right now. Because it makes sense, because they're still, like, slime balls. Yeah. Although Overdrive was the one exception where he, he where he was explaining his backstory about why he was a villain, and it took me forever to figure out what his power was. But he was explaining his, like, origin story and how he really just wanted to be a superhero just like how Hawkeye and Black Widow were villains at first and then they became <laughs> right. heroes. Like that was his plan to start out as a villain and then become a hero. And everybody is just laughing in his face. Like that's the lamest <laughs> thing I've ever heard.
2: <laughs> what um did you guys catch the one joke? Um what are those things where it's two wheels and you get up on it and there's like a control stick. Motorcycle. No, no 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 no. You know what I'm talking about, where you just kinda Bicycle. lean into it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like a Segway. Segway. Yeah, yeah. And then he uses his powers on it, and it doesn't change. It's just still (laughs) a Segway. He, like, wheels off on a Segway as he's like... (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah, because his power is he can turn, like, any vehicle and, like, amp it up, right? Yeah, he can Or make it badass.
2: So the little stars go on the Segway, and it's still the same when he drives
0: off. (laughs) <laughs> the the when he's when they're having that big bra, bar bra with the other supervillains and he like touches that guy's wheelchair and turns it into a
1: bulldozer. It was amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like reaching. He, he like he barely reach the chair of the wheelchair, and then he
2: touches it and he's able to turn it into a huge bulldozer. I like uh even i mean, it hit its stride early. The first issue is like, I guess, the quasi origin of boomerang. And um he explains like every villain it with a reason is sometimes it's a sex thing and it cuts to like how he got his powers. And it's like a cult and he had just got thrown out of, um, the, the, uh, baseball league and they shoved his apartment. And his first question, is "Is this a sex thing? And they'll have like the eyes (laughs) wide shut masks on. (laughs) Yeah. That's like a continue. I love how that's like a continuing
0: joke through the whole series. Just about, he keeps asking if it's a sex thing.
1: And that first issue I think was an, a different first issue. It didn't have like a big to be continued. I don't think it felt like a really single issue about like what the entire series was going to be mm-hmm. like. There wasn't like a cliffhanger. It was just kind of like an ending, and you're like, okay, do I do I want to read a book like this? Do I want to continue? There was no like grab. I feel like
0: yeah, it was it was actually perfect because it was it plainly put the vibe of the book, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is very different. It's a very different vibe. Highly recommended. I I mean, I already did some scouting. I already thought an Omnibus would have been out. It is not, but it comes out in February or March. Some kind of hardcover
2: scenario for your shelf?
0: Yeah, hardcover scenario, maybe. Pre-order that thing, even cheaper. How happy are
2: you that we are not live on YouTube and your mortgage company has no ability to dial into these conversations? You've got to be just sitting pretty. Over there. I'm sitting pretty, still paying that uh, PMI five years
0: after the fact. That should have been over, but somehow isn't. That's their excuse. I don't know. Offsetting, Hardcover PMI? HMI? Hard, yeah, HCPMI
1: is exactly <laughs> what that is, probably. Is Nick Spencer writing any other Marvel books? Does he do Ant-Man? I feel like he might. I think you're you right. guys don't read, Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think he's doing that.
1: I did like that first run of Ant-Man that came out, like, this year, although it's been rebooted already. What?
2: Well, yeah, with already? Secret
1: Wars, everything's getting a new number one. Oh, yeah, Secret Wars. You got something to say about Secret Wars, Gen Z? Nope, good for them. Negative?
2: Ooh. No, I do not. <laughs> I, You know what? I am, I am like Henry Standing Bear. I'm one with the land. Mm. There is no negativity in me. Blue Diamond Phillips, Blue Diamond Phillips, I mean, his finest role in oh, history? Without question. Even better than Young Guns. Or Labamba.
1: I mean, I really want to talk about. We we just gotta wait until we'll talk about it offline. We'll talk about it offline once Dale finishes. Right. We were and private g chat We start
2: our uh, Longmire podcast.
1: We keep it no. We'll keep it private g chat. You know, there's just no time. Make sure not to invite me. Just by Jens, yourself. You can do a podcast of Longmire if you want by yourself. You what would we call it?
2: Out Al- Absaroka County files. <laughs> Absaroka comptroller. (laughs) That is the worst idea I've ever heard (laughs) on this podcast.
1: Uh, Writer, guys. Oh my gosh! What what an episode. Absaroka
2: County Clerk. I'm not done.
1: Jones, that's enough. Please just stop.
2: We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you.
1: Letters at paperkeg.com. You shoot us a letter, we might read it all in that era.
2: Our uh, first letter comes to us from world famous subtweeter Ren Mike D. Uh, the subject Tahoe, uh? Gents, if I could help Dale dig a deeper hole with the Tahoe Guys Only trip, oh boy. I recommend you fly into Vegas. It's an eight-ish-hour drive to Tahoe, but you get to blow some steam and indulge before heading up to Heaven on the Mortal Plain. Having driven Vegas to Tahoe multiple times, it's a great road trip through picturesque desert dotted with towns that make Centralia look like Manhattan. <laughs> Don't let the fear of post-apocalyptic desert-, desert towns dissuade you, though. Think of the IG opportunities at the pink trailers conveniently located just beyond town limits. Uh, just look out for that speed trap in in Beatty. Drops from 70 to 25 and a half a mile. Pretty sure they let a few city slickers slide through. It'll all be worth it when you come over the pass by Mount Rose, though. You get your first peak of the lake and sploosh. Those car seats are ruined. Later, gentlemen.
1: I like how it's considered a Tahoe trip. We're not even sure where we're going yet. It'd probably just be called Tahoe trip if we're going to go to, you know... Some rando area, rando mountainside. I'll tell you, though, uh,
0: we've gotten a lot of feedback from people who absolutely love Tahoe. So that is on our list. That is on our PK bucket list, as it were. Oh, Tahoe! For sure. You know, maybe once the uh, kids get older, once uh, once maybe we can, I don't know. You know what? PK family trip, because I can't see myself getting out west like that without... My wife and kids coming along too,
1: you know. At the very least, Q one sixteen is just going to be some cabin we find near a lake. Mm. I mean, that's really all we want. That's the bare bones, bare bone streams. I mean, obviously, kind of hopefully, campfire situation. Sun, yeah, we we need some kind of fire near the lake. We oh. need a like some kind of range or a deck where sun the sun comes up oh, or the sun yeah. goes down. Oh yeah, oh my god! And you know, I just be out there all day taking photos. Telling Dale to stand over here, look that way, mm-hmm. put your arm out, you know, look somber, look happy.
0: Which is good. Be- I mean, which is which would be great because a lot of times Slim won't take your picture and leaving it up to you to, to to do something with your face knowing that he's taking your picture. So do you, I mean, do you play it cool? Do you look at the camera? Do you pretend like he's not taking your picture? Right. You know, so it's guidance,
2: imagine I need
1: to give. I'll, you know, sometimes I do give some art direction.
2: Oh, yeah, you sometimes
1: do. Sometimes
2: I do. Well, Dale, I, f- I feel like you fit into the play coy, stable.
1: I have a lot of. Photos. I have a lot of Dale photos in my Google Photos are just Coy Dale.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think we called them Coy underscore A when we first we, met, did we not? Yeah,
1: we did. Yeah, that was a big thing when we first met. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, was so just like, uh, yeah, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the love affair stuck, you know. Can I can I be honest about Las Vegas right now?
2: Oh boy! Only if this is not going to turn into an anti-Jonesy Glazebury rant.
1: <laughs> Jonesy, I feel like <laughs> Las Vegas. I feel is like your this Zatadu. is an attack. <laughs> that is your Zadu. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> you would just i don't even want to talk about it anymore me personally i have zero desire to go to las vegas las vegas seems like the most me undesirable too. place for me to go to in judge your wife's not listening <laughs> okay you don't need to put on the act i have no zero desire to go to las vegas personally that's it yeah some people are you know they have fun they you know they they throw the dice you know they bet right. on horses or whatever happens in las vegas
2: play roulette till 4 a.m
1: maybe
0: yeah, I mean I, mean, I, I I've been, I've been to Vegas. I think uh twice I've been to Vegas and that was but but that was when I desired to go. I I no longer have those desires. I can tell you what the uh the same thing that happens in Vegas can happen at the VFW at 4:30 in the morning. <laughs> it's open. It's serving drinks.
1: I mean, most VFWs probably have illegal gambling taking place at 5 a.m.
2: Uh no. As a non official representative of the uh, veterans of foreign wars, I can say there's no legal gambling uh, at any said establishment at any
1: time at any VFW. Uh,
2: I mean, as an unofficial representative, I mean I have to weigh in here.
1: That's and a strong th- statement to make that there's no betting of anything happening in any VFW. Uh,
2: I mean, in, I can't across I physically the United be States at every VFW in every small town in the United States, but I just like to feel that. On the honor system, there's no illegal gambling going on, hmm. right? They, they all it. they all have those uh, like weird
0: type things where they look like cigarette machines, but they're like little cardboard. Lottery oh yeah, tickets. they totally have those. They have those. Mm-hmm. They're legal
1: though. I, say, well I, mean, I didn't mean. I didn't mean to bring well the show down by, by talking it. about illegal gambling at, at miscellaneous bars. You know.
2: Maybe they're trying to feed their family, Slim. You ever think about that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Our next like,
1: letter, Dale. Yeah, just trying to get back out? at me for not wanting to go to Las Vegas. It's eating him up right now.
2: I could care less that you didn't want to go. I just knew that as soon as Vegas came up, it would be a
1: attack. Right. There was no attack. was ended it all. Immediate off. defensive cobra mode, <laughs> reverse <laughs> snake
0: mode. You know what? Nowadays, though, I mean, mid-30s, just give us a lake with a with a heavy mist
1: yeah. as the sun oh, comes up. Oh, gosh.
2: Maybe we'll play Pinochle. Fudge.
1: I you mean, know? the mist coming in in the morning on that lake. Oh, God. I can't stand it, honestly.
0: I Maybe really see can't. an osprey or some sort of bird of prey swooping down,
1: grabbing a fish. Oh. oh, man. Get that shot. Me running up to you guys, asking you to check it out on my phone. Hmm.
0: It's going to be a good time.
1: Mm-hmm. Irregardless. Jonesy, me talking about illegal gambling was not an indictment of veterans. I know. I was and just choosing their, you their up pretty need good. for <laughs> funds. You know? They're not coming to take your guns. Oh, oh all right. Oh, Here we go. Oh, gosh.
0: Next up: Subject <laughs> The Man Thing by one at Naminity on Twitter. I need to know if your show intern can provide me with some info on the man thing. I don't even know how I stumbled on this, but I'm pretty deep into this Steve Gerber collection of the man thing. Ted Salas, a scientist hired by S.H.I.E.L.D., I think, to create a biological chemical super super soldier type serum thing. Doesn't want falling into the wrong hands. His lover slash wife slash girlfriend, question mark, turns out to be using him to get... To his vial of serum. To protect the serum, he injects himself with the only vial he has created, crashes his car into the swamp. The swamp water mixes with the serum, and he emerges as the swamp creature known as the Man Thing. Does sound familiar? Wondering how this is even legal. There's even some ripped as F dude named Kazar whose every other line is I am Kazar, Lord of the Jungle. And always speaks in third person. He's got a sidekick that's a saber-toothed tiger. The end.
2: <laughs> that's the letter. That's I, uh, you
0: know, I'm not as thorough as the uh, official show intern, a numinity, I can tell you. But I did do a quick goog search on the man thing, and in uh, you know, in terms of maybe some corporate esp- corporate espionage or something the man thing appeared and pu- was was officially published by marvel 2 months sooner than the swamp thing which which doesn't really mean anything in in publishing speak i mean these these things are in the works for months before they actually get published so uh f- as far as my google reach went nobody really knows what came first but that's based on you know one blog that i read but maybe a show intern would like to get on that. I can personally, I remember doing a roundtable about the man thing. I read a first issue of a four issue miniseries, and it was like some of the wildest s I've ever read in my life. Now this is this was years ago, maybe three or four years ago, and I wasn't quite maybe prepared mentally for it. I have a feeling it would be much the same reaction as it, as it is as it was now. Would it be today? But it was out there. But that this was like a new Man Thing Mini. It wasn't the original.
1: I actually did some goog searching of my own not 10 seconds ago. What came first, Swamp Thing or Man Thing? And there's an extensive blog post about such a thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Check that out. Do that. Uh, gook search. Amanda,
2: I had no time reference the goog uh, during this podcast.
1: <laughs> I want to know how anonymity knew about kazar or was was this oh this was the marvel book so kazar was in it i guess yeah or did, th- she, did I, she reference kazar or Sabretooth oh Sabretooth is kazar's sidekick mm-hmm. i'm just gonna yeah, add it all that saber out i Sabretooth, like an not, idiot not
0: <laughs> the saber not the man tooth saber see
1: i got confused i forgot which publisher was which
0: <laughs> yeah kazar I, I think man thing is in a new marvel now title
1: Yeah, written by none other than uh, Frank Barberi. Mm. Huge friend of the show.
2: Love that five ghosts. Our next letter. (laughs) Comes to us from the show intern himself. Uh, He writes, uh, ahoy. Hey, fellas, can't wait to hear more about the upcoming Lost Weekend in Tahoe. You'll want to fly into San Francisco International. You know, that's we can't we'll have to fly into Vegas, apparently. And then we can caravan up to Tahoe from there. I'm assuming we'll be doing hiking, drinking. So oh, solely, solely based ahead. on the letters we've received, there's no direct access to Lake Tahoe. No, it's a, <laughs> a minimum eight-hour trek. By uh, and you have to drive a ninety five Bronco XLT oh, with optional three fifty one Windsor. Take off,
1: take off that back top. With the
2: back yep. caps, gotta come off. You I, know? Just it. off. I just rented oh my it. I just rented
1: it. God, I would annihilate.
2: You know, maybe I found one at Neptune Motors in Delaware for eighteen hundred bucks in That's pretty good shape. Yeah,
1: yeah, three fifty one Windsor, friends. Let's get one of those in in jet black. <laughs> Mm. And we'll we'll put something together. We'll put some kind of business plan to obtain this vehicle, Bronco PK. Uh,
2: where was I? Yes, okay. I assume we'll be doing hiking, drinking, hanging around the campfire, and volleyball. Uh, shirtless center jeans, naturally, and more drinking. Uh, just need to make sure it doesn't collide with my pending nuptials in fall twenty sixteen. Uh, you know, Matt. If you want us to schedule around you, there's a, a new Patreon for the Bronco Fund. Uh, we're going to have to direct you to that link. Uh, on another note, some thoughts from me as a Paper patron Patreon supporter since day one. Uh, I was thrilled for the chance to directly support the art you are creating, but my goal was to give back to you as opposed uh, to getting a reward. While I like getting early access to the podcast as a supporter, I don't think the idea of creating Patreon-only podcasts makes sense. Uh, by doing that, you are, agree- you are actually disregarding the experience of regular listeners, with one example being people missing out on the genesis of your potential new career as a wrestling team. Uh, he references, of course, uh, me as uh, Señor Jones, and uh, the two boys as, uh, was it L or Los in Dad? Did I say it right? <laughs> Blix? Hello. Uh, that was literally one of your, your best yet, but many existing listeners missed it. And what about future listeners who want to try out the show? Since they don't start out as a Patreon supporter, they wouldn't be able to listen to it either. Why punish them when your humor could be hooking them in as permanent keggers? Uh ultimately it's up to you guys. I just hate the idea of you making something beautiful and people not getting to hear it. I'm listening either way. Uh note, I'm calling the tie tie this week, Super Inside Baseball, to buy your two brothers hardcovers next week and we'll work at getting them to you. Peace out. Uh the official uh show intern Matt Double
1: H. You know, Jonesy doesn't have a voting share.
2: b class only,
1: PK hierarchy. But what do you think about Matt HH's opinion on the Patreon?
2: Uh, You know, people have opinions, and that's a wonderful thing. Uh, You know, I I think it's okay to have Patreon only stuff. I don't think, uh, and I don't think we as creators are you know like high and mighty about being on Patreon. I think we offer some fun stuff. But I don't think being a Patreon backer is a necessary element to you enjoying the show as a whole. Um, I've definitely listened to some other shows where they dangle Patreon above you and kind of chastise you for not being, you know, quote unquote VIP members. But I don't think we're about that. So I, I don't see it as being a snide thing. Does that make
1: sense? You always make sense, Jonesy. Let's I mean, be honest. In our heart of hearts. Let's I mean, frank. can we cue the TLC? <laughs> I do think, uh, you know, we do value the show intern's opinion on this podcast. My personal opinion is we probably would never have recorded that episode unless we were doing a Patreon. That was the impetus, if I can mm-hmm. come full circle. Call back, Circle back to that, yeah. Circle back to the, our perspective Q 3 portion of the show. So in that respect, I'm kind of okay with doing Patreon-only episodes and and giving something back again to the Patreon supporters. And maybe down the line, we release, release it like a year later or something. But, you know, I think anything Patreon-exclusive wouldn't have happened if there were no Patreon. So they're not missing anything.
0: Yeah, I actually hadn't thought of that, Slim, what you just said about uh, Patreon being a, a huge motivator for us to... Do it. We were we were in Baltimore. We were high on our Patreon fumes, and it was it it was like an ultimate motivator for us to like do something. Let's take time out of our day. You know, we had just gotten back from the mall from eight hours at the mall, legs tired. I know, Slim and my backs hurt from sitting in the, the Can center. I jump in real bench. quick.
2: Let me, let me jump in. You were the ones that told me to go to the store and told me it was okay. That we stayed there. Had you wanted to leave me there, I said I was perfectly fine with it. I wanna so I, as so far as to treat you to lunch at Chick Fil A, mm, an apology, and yet that you ramrod this experience
1: right up my exposed a. Jones that Just like like for forty minutes away, we couldn't just leave you there. You I could know. have. This I'm a, a grown, grown man. man. I could
2: na- I could navigate
0: this country as a grown person. Sure, yeah, with a with a with an attempted murder charge under your belt, with a with some sort of buck knife sticking out of the <laughs> chest of some mall shopper because you thought he was uh, encroaching. Was you don't even want to go in into Center
1: City <laughs> Philadelphia, let alone Baltimore, Maryland, Tosin.
2: Yeah, I was happy in Baltimore, walking from the Pratt Street Ale House, the one block radius to our hotel. I thought that was a safe place to be until the um, sun went down.
0: <laughs> so. uh... Circling back to the yeah what we were saying, yeah, the Patreon was the ultimate motivator, and we I think we sort of made a pact with ourselves that we would never do less for the you know for a regular listener, and I don't want to say regular listener, but a non patreon supporter, like we are not taking away from that, if anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing, we're still doing the regular episodes, and it's been sort of a motivator for at least, I know, Jonesy and I to, do, to get the book jugs up and running again or whatever, but, you know, it's it was just a little supplemental thing that was uh, definitely fueled by uh, our Patreon love. Yeah. You know, and maybe yeah. a year down the road, we do a Greatest Hits episode when uh, Slim's on vacation for a week, and we can't get
1: around to recording. Yeah. And we just He's post and that Disney show on the feed for a week and, and walk away. When was that a book? Didn't you guys just record a book, Chug? Yeah. When's that when's that coming out?
2: Yeah, I got to uh you yeah, know, I'm gonna edit that and now that I have the supercomputer, you're gonna have to show me how to edit. Oh, Maybe can I can be a new
1: editor. Can you imagine if Jonesy started editing these episodes? Yeah. I mean I don't sleep anyway, I might as well stay oh, up. Oh my gosh. I just messed myself.
2: I'm gonna sit here with it. my newborn
1: editing podcasts because oh, he man. won't sleep either. Let's be honest, Let's talk about the fact how Jones is not going to have time to do anything with that kid coming out. Oh, you know, we should reevaluate things. There was this huge stink bug that just flew know, right behind I, your that's head. That's the one I hit with my underwear earlier. He's still alive. <laughs> He's
2: come back. Was your push. underwear attached to your body at the time? The oh. listeners want to know.
0: <laughs> let's circle back around to Slim trying to end the show based on Jonesy's
2: newborn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I will. Uh, it will affect. Uh, the podcast schedule at all to be honest.
1: Dale, how how difficult was uh paper keg with two children? Coming out. The new one. Yeah.
0: Cue up, uh I forgot. I should have had some Taps. sort of explosion sound. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was fine. I think I just remember being tired, but I don't even think I missed an episode. I mean I know uh Jack is going to he's gonna be th- he's three now, so he'll be three cool. tomorrow. He'll be three tomorrow. Happy birthday Jack and I think that's going to do well for um, our our recording times anyway, you know. It's going to be a nighttime, bedtime for him. You know, new baby is going to be up and about. Hopefully, you know, this is where spousal support comes into play, that kind of thing. Like, you know, the air quotes of me saying spousal support <laughs> rang out like we were chained together as three air quoting... <laughs>
1: We'll see what Jonesy's wife thinks about, you know, like, oh, I, you know, I'd love to hold this infant, but I have to record a hit podcast. <laughs> You're on your own.
2: Well, the key word was hit. You know, if if we're just a mediocre podcast, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, the duties would not have to cease. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think okay. we'll have, I,
0: honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out there. Jonesy math style. I don't think we're going to have a problem.
1: <laughs> Do we want to re- tease the next week? Or should maybe we talk about the fireside? I don't know. We don't. We don't know what the book club is just yet.
0: Let's say we're going to save it for the fireside, and maybe, or maybe not, even get to it
2: in the fireside. Okay. Well,
1: we can just tease it then. Just exactly
2: producing right on the show. What we've come to expect from Dale underscore A. I'll Tell you what, Just some of my best producing on live on the air.
0: Such producing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> VP of production, Dale underscore A. <laughs> What a show we had tonight Superior Foes of Spider-Man Next week You know maybe we got something special cooked up mm. Yeah The magic of Disney It mm. is you know, a small world special. after all yeah. It is a small world You know Small world with our old friends Coming back into the fold We'll see everybody next week
2: Young friends Old friends You know? Oikinosis. Oikinosis.
1: About Oikinosis. under an anchor. Was at a uh, My Morning Jacket show <laughs> recently and recorded that song. Oh, of course. Yeah. I love that guy.
2: Under an anchor.
0: Under my heart. More like it. That guy did his best to uh, pull out his phone and start recording during that. Oh, man. Gotta love that guy. My cat's here. Hello, cat. Somebody left the door. Open
2: upstairs.
1: Probably taking a piss all over the place.
2: Yeah. Bean just meowing it up over there. Peeing on my foot right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hashtag Pee- the flat. Peeing on my size threes. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: All right. All right. Then well, that's it, then. Goodbye.
2: <laughs> <See ya. laughs> uh, so. <laughs> that's all I got. Oh. So.
0: Yeah. So, you know slim next yeah. week
1: you know yeah i'm going to be out of town yeah out of my, town next my, week. my dear family so we thought we'd spice it up we'd bring the spice back
0: oh
2: yeah
1: you know we'd bring some young blood to mm. the show
2: mm. yeah i'm 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 picking up what you're putting down
0: yeah. i will uh, be doing a uh, show post live as soon as we figure out what the what the book will be, mm-hmm. Jonesy and I and question mark question marks,
1: yeah, you decide. You'd right. be the judge. What be that means? Judge. Yeah,
2: could be I mean, anything. We're not we're not really being that vague, you know. I think, we, <laughs> I think we'll probably figure
1: it out pretty quick. Spoilers is not an because she'll be with me.
2: Right. Ooh, or will she?
1: Could be my, my cat recorded. bean. Right now. <laughs> there's like a there's cat anus right in front of your <laughs> face. She's
0: probably gonna unplug the mic on us. <laughs> Come on, Bean. This is live. This is a stupid Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Me talking to my cat.
2: Live cat admonishment. Where else, folks, would you get this type of entertainment?
0: Have we lost it? Have we lost it completely? The magic.
2: I mean, I think it's it's <laughs> sharp and nail through it. It's done. rest in peace, the magic. I mean, this episode was tops until being got involved. I think
0: it was probably had to do with our uh, i mean our seventeen minute book club covering seventeen issues of a comic <laughs> that
1: <laughs> oh boy, listen, yeah, we can't plan those things out sometimes they're long book clubs discussions. Oh. Look out. <laughs> There's a lot happening over there with that cat.
2: I can't even tell what's the mic and what's Bean's tail at this point.
1: I thought yeah. that was the uh, the pop
2: cover, but it was a tail. Classic Bean. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, so, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, when you get done reading 17 issues of comic, and you're like, well, that could have not taken so much of my time. There's a lot of dialogue in that book. A yeah, lot, it's extremely was. dialogue heavy. There's like an Alan Moore level of words in those books. What about this? We got a uh, we got a new roundtable episode coming up in two weeks.
2: Oh my yeah, yeah, uh, pretty excited. Will DK three have hit by then? So I'm claiming it. I think.
0: I yeah. Don't know. I'm super interested, though. Super.
1: It's that Andy Kubert art. They haven't really shown yeah. off a lot of art, so I don't think it's... I, I, I feel like they would have shown more art if it was coming out in two weeks. I'm going to have to head down
2: true. to the uh, LCS and pick it up in physical form. They oh, are,
0: my. They are teasing yeah. those variants like crazy, though. There are a ton of variants. Wasn't there some-ish...
2: Like, some of the variants are already over 100 bucks, and it hasn't even been released yet. I believe it. I believe it. Man, that's insane. You have no chance of getting that variant at cover price. But Gotta try. I'm interested yeah. in seeing what the story is. Mm-hmm. I hope Frank Miller just silences all the haters. You know what I mean? That's what I really want. Out of this DK three is for the I mean, haters to eat it.
1: That's I think that's your goal for everything. Mm-hmm. is to make the haters eat it.
2: Yeah, that big They're, snark sandwich. Eat it. You know, that's how I say it to them. Mad because you got snark four seats to the Lakers.